This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. 7.42, 17 minutes to 8 on uh, Free FM, Real Community Radio, the free breakfast uh, with Mark Bunting. Uh, on the phone at the moment, uh, What are you, where, is, where is your sunrise? Why he beach at the moment, Max, is it? Yeah, I'm over here at the beach once again and uh, enjoying the sunrise and uh, enjoying this time of year at the coast. Oh. Uh, when you, One of the great things about Hamilton is you can get somewhere else really fast. It's only <laughs> 60 minutes away from Hamilton, and of course you get this wonderful coastline, and it's, it's very quiet. Yeah. There's no one here. They're all back in Hamilton working. Yeah, we're all you know just keeping you afloat there, Max. That's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep doing God's work. No, I'll tell you what, it's a beautiful sunrise anywhere. I mean, Hamilton, it's looking amazing. We had um, that little wispy mist that was sort of eye level. And uh, and you, you can look above the fog as if you're in an aeroplane when you're walking down the street. It's fantastic. Just beautiful. Look, I tell you, this, this time of year in Hamilton for me is, is one of the best. I, I wrote about it a couple of years back when uh, one of the crew, uh, Kelly from the Tron, asked me what I missed about being in Hamilton. And oh. my answer was the trees. And yeah. it's this time of year when you see the colour change. And uh, this time of year and in spring, Hamilton looks gorgeous. And uh, I think it's one of those things. When you live somewhere else, particularly when you live at the coast, you don't notice the season change. When I go back home to Hamilton, it's right in front of you. It's a beautiful city at this time of year. It sure is. Now, if you're, if you're in a wheelchair or on a skateboard, you'll notice too at the moment because all the trees are pushing up the footpaths. It's a whole new story, uh, which we'll get into uh, one day soon. We were, that's when we were getting into the vexed issue of pokey machines. Um, uh, at the council last week, we were dealing with this suggestion that we make a, a stronger, or the council makes a stronger sinking lid policy. And man, oh man. This is a vexed one because these poker machines pump millions of dollars into the community, but they take millions of dollars out of the most vulnerable. Where do you stand on poker machines? <laughs> this one, you're right. This one is a tough one. I watched the discussion uh, on the stream from council last week uh, about the whole issue of the pokies. Mm. And I think my answer uh, to it is, is if I had an ideal scenario, I would get rid of the poker machines completely. But, and here's the vexing question, then what do you do with those community groups who will fold because they don't get that money in? Hmm. Now, I, I think my view is, is you have to look at it this way, that the most vulnerable, the people who can least afford to lose the money, are the ones that are losing the money to these machines. And it's an insidious creep. And we justify it by saying, you know, the benefits, the community goods oh, yeah. outweighs the cost. Yeah, and that, that is where this issue wrong. lies, I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a dirty issue. You know what, having thought about it, I've got an idea which is kind of left of centre. I've run it past a couple of people, their eyebrows have gone up, and then they thought, oh, hang on a minute. And I'll tell you that idea in a second, but I'm in a similar place with you. In fact, um, I was getting, I've got some mates who, who sit on grassroots trust. Um, and they gave me heaps because I'd come out in the paper and said, look, you know, I support the council not taking gaming money itself uh, as, a, as a moral stance. One, because we're the keeper and, the, and, the, and the, the poacher and the gamekeeper, I think, as someone said. So we regulate that sort of thing and we put our hand out for grants. So I was quite comfortable with not taking that money. I called it dirty money, saying, listen, if you want your playgrounds built by the proceeds of gambling from people whose kids are in the car while they're in the pokey machines, go for your life, but I'm not going to be a part of it. So... I got talking with someone from Grassroots whose um, uh, whose dad was a problem gambler, and um, and it caused them great sort of issues. And I said, "Why the heck are you on there?" And here's the thing that put me firmly up on the fence with this thing. He said, "I'm on Grassroots Trust because we actually do more for harm minimisation than any of the other poking machine providers around. So they spend a lot of money and a lot of time trying to control 
the issue. So if you have those poker machines in bars, Max, you know, the ones where, you know, you go in the little dark room and there's people playing poker machines, the bartenders have to see you come in and out. They have to keep an eye on how long you're in there. They have to keep an eye on how much you're spending and they have to move you along if you look like you're getting into trouble, which I thought was pretty cool because you don't see that at casinos. And you don't see the enormous money that's got to go back into those uh, the anti-gambling places, you know. So I thought, hang on a minute, aren't we actually attacking the wrong poker machines there? You could be. Uh, as you're describing that scenario, a, a, a true story I want to share uh, occurred to me many years ago when I was in Las Vegas on holiday. And I'm not a gambler at all. Uh, I gave up on Lotto many years ago when I hadn't won anything. <laughs> For me, gambling is something I watch other people do and think, why are you doing that? Same, same. Anyway, <laughs> I know, I know. So I walked out of Circus Circus at about 6.30 in the morning. We were heading to the Grand Canyon. And yeah. I turned to my right and I saw these uh, uh, politely elderly women who were on the poker machines on the ground floor. And uh, they looked like they'd come from uh, one of these uh, areas in Florida or something. We're having a great time in Las Vegas. And one turned to the other and said, you know, I've only lost $6,000 this morning. Oh. And I've never forgotten the scenario, walking out of this circus circus thinking, that's funded my entire trip. Yeah. It's only 6.30 and you've lost $6,000 yeah. in 30 minutes. Oh. So the point is, is, for me, is you've got to rationalize at some point whether you accept the damage that gambling does because the community good outweighs that damage. Now, the thing that really hits me with this is the money that these families are losing um, from families who can't afford the loss is money that should be going into food on the table, yeah. uh, dare I suggest, into school fees, mm. uh, into rates, mm. and into other things that you must have to keep a family surviving. And mm. that's what worries me most of all, is that we forgive the loss, we forgive the loss, we forgive the loss, because and then at the yeah. end we sort of say, well, look, we're going to have this collateral damage, and that's quite okay, because we have this community good. That's right. And and what rugby I would... clubs are getting it, and our, um, our sports clubs are getting it, and our tennis clubs are getting it, so let's not worry about it. Yeah, indeed. And that's, that's kind of this insidious creep that goes on. What I'd like to see, and I'd suggest this to you too, I was really concerned when the, uh, the casino was established in Hamilton. And part mm -hmm. of that was my Las Vegas experience, my two-day Las Vegas experience. Yeah, yeah. And my friend at the time said, you know, Max, what's great about Las Vegas is it makes Los Angeles look classy. <laughs> Is it that bad? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, so I took that point and thought, you know, we've turned Hamilton into Las Vegas, and no yeah. one seems to notice that we're yeah. making Huntley look classy. Oh. So, there's that, so there's that kind of thing going on where the insidious creep says that we've got casinos dotting around the country. And what I'd like to suggest to council is bowl a casino, extend Garden Place right through that hole that once was the old post office building, and create a green space right through the centre of the city down to the riverfront, and then get rid of the casinos completely. Wow, look, that's here's, a here's monster a, call. That's a huge here's, one. Here's a second point, and this one was really well made by one of the contributors in council, in chambers, through this discussion. Mm -hmm. And that is, look, if you're going to pick on the pokey machines, because they are doing this creep of damage into communities and, and the money that's taken, then if you remove them, all that's going to happen is people are going to gamble online, or they're yeah. going to go to more yeah. lotto, or they're going to go somewhere else. Mm, so mm. what you're dealing with is a behavior that is going to find an outlet somewhere, and the pokies are just one of many opportunities. Yeah. And that, to me, is the slow creep that's gone on. Yeah. So now we have all these people that can gamble, and they can do it in the comfort of their own home. Yep, and they will, they say, they will. The the interesting thing, so here's, here's what got me at the end of it. It was um, it was all that, and the, the money going into the community, I get that, and I there were a lot of, you know, 
there are a lot of you know very needy organisations, balloons, true colours, and that sort of stuff, all saying the same thing, which all looked. Dare I sound a little bit cynical, a little bit rehearsed, and a little bit, you know, uh, orchestrated. And that's that's fine. That is their right to do that. And they said, look, if we don't get this money, that's great. And Dave McPherson made the point that, listen, I think the whole community is addicted to these gambling machines then in that case, um, if you guys need that money. I reckon we've got to create a better philanthropic system before we can cut off the old one, right? So Couldn't agree more. Here's where Absolutely it's right. And you know where it's going to come from? Probably council? Gunja. Weed. It's going to come from marijuana. Because what's going to happen is I reckon in our lifetime, Max, um, marijuana will be legalised. Now, if you go look, to the that, States... That's a discussion we need to take up, and uh, let's yeah. have a look at that one another time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just suffice it to say, the tax that comes off that in the States over there is eye-watering. It's huge. That's where the charity money is going to come from. Now, do we replace one vice with another? Like you say, that's for another day, isn't it? It's an incredible idea, and I think we need to look at that one. But here's another idea. Let me put this one to you. Sure. I I think community good can be funded through rates, and that's one of the things that you are now charged with, essentially, is establishing whether gambling is a community good or a community bad. Mm. So Mm. if that is one of the mandates that you have to operate on, and again, I assume it's Wellington dictate to make sure that's what you do within government, local government, here's what I'd say. Don't do bloody peacocks. Put all the money you're putting into peacocks into community good that is going to actually provide lifestyle changes for people in Hamilton City. Boy, we don't need peacocks. Yeah, Paula, Paula Southgate, who's coming in here, will be licking her radio and joy at that. So, Max, it's always an absolute privilege and a pleasure to talk to you and uh, thoroughly enjoy your company, mate. Have a beautiful Thank day. You. Go catch that sunrise, man. It is uh, Wednesday the 2nd of May. This is uh, Muddy Waters. Boom, boom. boom, boom, boom. Free FM, the free breakfast. For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.